Welcome once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast from glorious Alhambra adjacent. <laughs> I was about to correct you, and you did it on your own. Good, good for you. It's just saying Los Angeles doesn't really give it that, um, doesn't give it the pop. Well, it definitely doesn't tell you where you are because Los yeah, it Angeles doesn't. is we sprawling. Exactly. But here we go. So that's the new thing, at least for now. But I always enjoyed. No, Let's get some Alhambra adjacent T-shirts. Alhambra adjacent. We're living large in the shadows of Cal State LA. There you go. That might help too. That could help. Busy show here, and uh, Vince LaRosa, Max Bretos, as we are coming off the Vancouver game. And as you all know, getting ready for the Galaxy and all the hullabaloo around LAFC with the arrival of Giorgio Chiellini, who is here training. Yes. And the imminent arrival of Gareth Bale. We will do our three things that stood out about the Whitecaps. And a very special guest, we're going to be joined by Eddie Segura. I can't wait to talk to Eddie. I really can't wait. It makes me so happy. The fact that he's going to come on the show means... He's in. He's fully in. He's fully back, as we got to see against Vancouver. So that that's what makes me most happy. But just on an aside, Eddie Segura is the, the best. Like, the best of best. best. And we have so such a huge investment for this club, too. And you can see it there against the Whitecaps. I mean, he's working things out, obviously. But he still felt pretty um, confident playing a, a, a high-volume passing center back. Mm-hmm. Mobile, who can play in positions. You just see that, and you're like, those guys don't grow on trees. And certainly no. not in this league. But uh, it's great to see him, and we'll be along for the development. Did want to just talk about training that we were here, and I will say the minute we signed Giorgio Chiellini, in my mind, I was looking forward to this day where I took the turn after Team Security Paul doesn't let me through the gate for 15 minutes and thinks it's hilarious that I'd come over here. Hey, don't, don't fix what's not broken, you know? <laughs> it doesn't, you're right. It would be weird if he didn't do that. And then I see Giorgio Chiellini training with the side, immediately the first thing i see is him turn to chiqui palacios and say uh, i didn't hear what he said but it was like a coach and he was demonstrative and he was pointing to different spots so he was definitely telling him no, he wasn't asking him like hey where do you want to go have lunch later he no, was no, definitely no. talking like, about you football. should be here i'm gonna do this is what you should be looking for and then he f- flipped over and did the same for mamadou fall mm-hmm. and i go that's that is the fruit being bore already right yeah that is what of the many things that Giorgio Chiellini could bring, that was certainly at the top of at the top of my list. I know, and now I got to see it firsthand. Well, you and I were both sitting there training, and actually, to to add another layer to the story, we're sitting with his agent, yes. Davide Lippi. Who's, it's so exciting with there. all of this, right? Yeah, and so we're trying to like we know it's his agent, so we're not trying to hammer Chiellini this that too often. But we both saw it, and we just kind of were quiet, and then we looked at each other like that was cool, right? Because that was cool. Like you said, that's kind of what we always imagined, but it's hard to it's hard to know how it's going to happen, right? Because you want him to be demonstrative, you want him to coach up the teammates, but he's new. He's still new. He's got to earn his stripes a little bit. I know he's Giorgio Chiellini, and he can't he, just and, come in and start. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think there's a delicate balance. I think there is there is definitely a respect from his teammates for him for a guy that's done pretty much everything you could possibly do in this game. But again, he came here and he was super humble. He said, "I'm just going to be another guy here." So you wonder how is it going to work when it all comes together and it looks seamless. The guys were definitely, t- they were glued to him when he was giving out those instructions. And as you said, he gave the instructions, and then literally as it played out, it played out kind of exactly how he told, the, arranged the pieces and, and arranged the guys. So that was pretty cool. Came out and said hello to everyone. Uh, I will say, because you got to meet him, you got to shake his hand when he came on stage, and I was a little jealous. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And we're then boys I, now. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten to talk to him, and then he just appears. Hello, good morning. And I sheepishly was like, good morning, good morning. Hi, Giorgio. This is I want, to, I want to say so many things, but I kept it in, and I would try to be professional. And you talked about the presence here with his agent. And look, uh, Giorgio Chiellini is a brand. 
His name is a brand. People uh, gravitate it. And even after he's done playing, uh, he's going to uh, make a living off that brand in whatever uh, way of life he goes. Now, we should also mention Gareth Bale is a brand. And we'll follow this soon. So there they is, have people. They have people. They're going to have a, uh, an entourage. And it's going to add an, a, an exciting layer around here because with that entourage, you know there's interest and people in Italy and Great Britain are going to keep tabs of it because they care about these guys. Yeah. And we'll try to give you as much that's, And we're here. So yeah, that's we're, we're, we're literally here to give you the stories. That's what we like to do. But we'll try to be professional. One thing I did today that was not professional, Max. Is wear that jersey. <laughs> I w no, I had to wear it because I had to show the captain that I did, in fact, buy his jersey. This is a Carlos Vela jersey, if you don't know. I wore it. Turn around really quick so I we can show what's it. on the back. Well, so that's where I... Uh, got, a, got a little signature. Yeah, so Paul nicely uh, brought, John me, Hancock. brought me to see Carlos, and he goes, there you go. You finally got it. You're good. You can stay here as long as you want. And then Carlos was nice enough to sign it for me. This is the... Kids, if you're trying to get into the business, don't ask for jerseys. Don't ask for autographs. I have never put a player's name on a jersey until now, and I still have not asked for an autograph. Paul helped hook me up on that. Um, but, yeah, that's my first LAFC player autograph. As an investment, now that that jersey has been signed by Carlos Vela, plus once worn by, by Vince La Rosa, doubled in value? At least. That's interesting. Okay, let's get into it. And we're, I know the Galaxy here, and it's going to be a big week, and you're going to hear a lot about it. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about it here. We like to be uh, first in. But we uh, put a bow on the uh, Whitecaps game with the uh, three things that stood out. Mm -hmm. uh, tough game to call. And I, sh I guess we should say this about Vancouver. Uh, when we think about all the clubs in Major League Soccer, and they have that incredible shot of the skyline of Vancouver, and you see what an incredible city it is and how it's near the top of list of, fair to say, cities that people would like to visit. Yes. In North America, mm -hmm. without question. I've never beautiful. been. It's a beautiful city. I've never been. I want to go. and I got, It's on my short list of things to do soon, uh, especially in the summertime. And they have a stadium that's cavernous and bigger than they need. It's got a lot it of history, but it's time to. It, yes. And uh, Vancouver. They draw about, about 16,000. That place seats about 55,000. Yes. And it's the surface, which, you know, I talked a lot about the broadcast, and it's it's just it's hard to get into. It doesn't look good. It's not just the surface. It's like the lighting of the place doesn't look good on TV. So it's we hear a lot about, and look, all these a lot of stadiums have flaws, and every club does, and they need to work on some things. Not here. Not here, right? But if uh, we talk about New York City FC and they got to get out of Yankee Stadium, and we mentioned the same thing about uh, New England, New England at Gillette, or maybe even playing in football stadiums in general, where you want to get there. You know, Vancouver kind of slides under the radar. Yeah. And the reason it's concerning, because it could be so good. You think it's because they're polite? Maybe. That could be, they get, you know, they spend Because New point. England gets a lot of flack, but to your point, I think if Vancouver gets a soccer-specific stadium that has gra a grass field, I, I think they're more of a destination than if New England does do what they're saying they're going to do, which is move closer to Boston and get a soccer-specific stadium. I think New England, I think Vancouver still becomes much more of a destination. Yeah, and Bruce Arena even said that. He goes, he mentioned a new stadium in, in a quote I saw on Twitter. Recently, so, yeah. Uh, maybe that's in the works very soon. But Vancouver kind of slides under the radar, and we'd love to see it because mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a very special place. Anyhow, to the top three things that stood out, and we talk about our guest, first and foremost, Eddie Segura. Uh, Jesus Murillo was coming out, and I said on the broadcast, I go, okay, it makes sense to bring in Eddie. He got like three, four minutes mm -hmm. in the game against FC Dallas, but are you going to give him from a jump to 45 minutes, that's a lot. On turf. On turf. 
So I, I, I wouldn't believe it was going to happen until I actually saw it. Mm -hmm. And just the growth from that and the confidences we've already touched on, very promising, encouraging. Yeah, no, I think, one, just getting out on the other side uh, with no injuries. He was out here training, so clearly he's, he's fine. The, I think we all had that first bit of trepidation when, when, when we saw there was a substitution and we go, oh, it's Eddie. We got excited, and then we go, oh, wait, turf. turf. Uh, but he made it through. He's playing in a three-center back system where you're going to be on the ball a lot more. You're going to be moving the ball between center backs. And I looked like the same guy, honestly. Um, obviously, the turf is a problem uh, in terms of passing and, and the way you deal with the ball. But I, I didn't see I, – I just wasn't concerned. Like, it came into my head first thing when I saw him, and then I didn't think about him the rest of the time because that's kind of the way he plays. Like, he he comes into mind and goes, okay, Eddie's in the starting line. I feel good about it. And then – you don't really see him unless you're looking for him because that's the way he plays. That's the way he reads the game. And I thought that's the way he that that rest of that game played out. It really kind of felt like it settled the defense a yeah. little bit, even. Uh, Sebastian Ibiaga moved over and he made some space, but it, obviously a, a position with a ton of responsibility. And he was a, a, ambitious with some of the balls he wanted to play, which will come around. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to get your tape measure out a little bit so you can kind of get used to that all again. And it's it's a great development for a club that is just stockpiled on center backs. And, you know, we, we, the news of Daniil Henry moving on, and we, uh, he's been first class with us and uh, had a chance to say uh, goodbye, I suppose. And it's he even pointed out, it's like this is the center back situation is here where a guy of Daniil Henry, who could be a World Cup player, mm -hmm. has to go find uh, a new club. He does. And uh, I, I feel for him. It, it just it became a numbers game. But, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense for him to be. You're not going to probably get through – yeah, incredible I, group of center backs. I think mutually, I know that he would probably say he, he would want to be here because this is when we first talked to him, he goes, I want to be in L.A. This is a destination I want to be in. It's a great club to play in. But as things kind of went along and as Eddie got healthier, he himself was unlucky with a couple injuries. I think mutually he's thinking exactly what you're saying. I got to play. And if it's not going to be here, could you guys do me a solid and let me go find my next club? Uh, he, I'm sure he's wondering where that's going to be, but ultimately it's about getting on that plane with Canada because he is a guy, he's one of their top center backs. In the mix. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually played a, in a back three where he was the, the libero, where he's yep. the center back. So, I mean, they have plans on him, but he has to play. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, we feel comfortable in the fact that there's going to be a lot of teams that need help there. I think teams always need center backs. I know they don't heavily invest in it, but this league is growing by leaps and bounds, uh, as you can see by a guy like Giorgio Chiellini coming in to play for LAFC. So uh, there's plenty of teams out there. I think his phone's going to be starting to ring here very Great. soon. That's a good thing. Giorgio Chiellini here, Andy Segura healthy, Sebastian Ibiaga uh, exceeding uh, uh, the expectations that may have been placed on him if there were any, but he's an everyday player for the last month. Mm -hmm. Mamadou Fall. And that just that just that is a group of guys that anyone would love to have. One or all four of them, obviously, I know. here at LAFC. We, it's an embarrassment of riches at that position. And Jesus really Murillo, of course, who's yeah, been rock solid. Yeah, no, Jesus Murillo's been uh, best 11 quality. I will fight anyone. I know people are like, I don't know. Was an all-star last year. Yeah, the way he plays, uh, I know that it's sometimes not pleasing on the eye because he's a little rough and ready. But at the end of the day, the, the situations that he's in and has to get the team in and out of, it's tough to eliminate tough to mistakes. find another center back because there's a lot of look there's a lot of good center backs in this league and I know a lot of people point to like a Walker Zimmerman. He plays in a system where he doesn't have to do quite the amount of things that Jesus Murillo does. And I'm not that's not a knock on Walker Zimmerman. He's still a very good center back and also an all-star quality center back, but just look at the way Jesus Murillo plays and you have to kind of put that into your adjustment for how you view him because he's asked to do a lot.
Goods position. And by the way, when we talk about the Whitecaps, uh, it's obviously a tough loss, and that's been a house of horrors lately for LAFC. They've won one in the five visits there, and the other four have all been Vancouver victories. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, it's a tough place for LAFC. Uh, and it's, it's a, a tough place for a lot for of teams, it's though. A tough place. They're very good at home. But I, I, I think you can take a, you don't have to be so uh, upset about the, the end result. If it was a scoreless 90 minutes, you're like, oh, yeah, now yeah. take that all day and night with that, with the fact that you. Uh, a couple so minutes guys. away from a point. Yeah. Everyone was everyone was on board. Like, we know what the game plan is here. We know what's going on. We know what the rotations and a couple other things going on, which we'll talk about. I think everyone was very happy, and I think it's only because it came in the 89th minute that everyone got a little bit of a gut punch. Right. Anytime you get scored on the 89th minute, it's a gut punch. That was, so I was going to say the good stuff. I had it good stuff at three. I'm going to move that up to two. So okay, let's move because I kind of jumped it. Yeah. yeah, let's move it up to number two, and what you can take away from this. So they obviously played uh, an experimental 11, a formation that was a little different because horses for courses. That's what you had, and they played uh, a three-five-two. They uh, were able to rest Carlos Vela, mm-hmm. so he'd be available for... Number one. Number one. Good thing. Carlos number Vela one did not thing. play, did not travel, did not have to deal with that turf at all. I'd say that is a very good thing. Chiqui Palacios also uh, got a suffering break. a suspension, but he's got to serve, uh, get a break in the, in the process. Remember, we had two games a week before, so it's been pretty demanding, plus mm-hmm. uh, a decent level trip to Vancouver. And then Kellen Acosta, who would have been booked if... Would have sus- been suspended if he was booked... Right. So played and was able to get out before picking up. Right. So you had Sifu suspended, and you had Kellen one away from a suspension. You had Cheeky also one away from one yellow from a suspension. You get to leave Cheeky at home because you're able to play Hollingshead and Franco I said, Escobar. I said Cheeky suspended, but yeah. I meant Sifu, but yeah, Cheeky. So you get to play Hollingshead and, Ryan, and Franco Escobar, which is great. It's great to see Franco getting a, a spell of minutes where he's just able to slot in there, no injury concerns. Uh, but then you look and you start to say, okay, Kellen's one away. But we need Ilya to get a little bit of rest. But somehow they managed to get Ilya the rest that he needed. He, he didn't come in until into well into the 60th minute. And Kellen avoided a yellow card in a match where could have gone either way. I mean, Cavallini got a yellow card for just randomly swatting at somebody. I mean, Kellen, that very well could have happened. Get a yellow for doing the and then didn't get a yell for elbowing a guy. But there you go. That's MLS refereeing 101. But that, that's scary, right? When you're thinking about all the different combinations and I would say, again, another good thing, and that's for those people wondering, like, yeah, but we need to get points, and we want to win the Supporter Shield. I get it, but I think, and look, even look back to the Premier League season. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I can't remember where, where they went. Maybe it was Liverpool-Watford, where Jurgen Klopp rested a lot of his players and, and said, I got to roll the dice. Worked out for them. They ended up pulling out a win, but there's always a risk when you do that. But I think once or twice a season, you're going to run into these things where you got uh, injury concerns, you got guys you need to rest, you got too many games in a week, it's a traveling, and you just got to roll the dice and say, this is the best team I think I can put in now, considering all the stuff that I need to keep in mind going into Friday. They did that against Columbus, right? Remember they had a yeah, lot of... Way, yeah, And they got a win mm-hmm. in a interrupted, weather-interrupted yeah. game. Sometimes it works, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it almost pulled off there. But again, it, it, it wasn't nice on the eyes. It was, hard, it was a hard watch, certainly. And that takes us to the third point, which was the stats which uh, were a real That's rough. scratcher. Because you said, you said, okay, what are they, how many shots on target they got? Maybe two, three. I know it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. It was zero. Zero. And then maybe more surprising, the corner kicks. Vancouver had 12. 12. And LSC had zero again. That was, the, the corner kicks was the one thing throughout the match that I kept, because we did the watch along with Connor and I, and I kept looking at him and go, that's the one thing I'm worried about. 
Because Vancouver didn't seem to get out in transition and, and counterattack quickly like they like to. Cavallini was a non-factor. But when they just kept racking up corner kick after corner kick, especially late in the game, and yes, it did come back to bite them. They, they, and Ilya would say this, he should have put that into safety. They actually had it covered. Uh, but when you get that many corners over and over again, you feel pinned back a little bit. You were thinking maybe Ilya was looking to maybe get them going so on a counter. I'll, I'll have to ask him. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I think that's gonna be a good conversation. <laughs> this will be a good conversation. Well, I know. I think Ilya. He will. He'll he, give you a good answer. He's one that can give me a good answer on this. I, I think that if he starts that game and had been 88 minutes suffering with his teammates, remember Mark Dos Santos suffer. You got to suffer. I think that he just clears it because he understands point in this instance. I've been running around for 88 minutes. Let's just get it and let's take the point. Let's get out of here. However, because he's fresh, and if he makes that pass, not saying it's the right decision but if he makes that pass it's Danny Trejo and Mahala going 2v2 against two of their defenders that are just kind of rest defenders on a corner so not the bigs not the normal defenders you could very well get three points out of there but I think it was a decision made because he's like I'm fresh I can make a player and you know sometimes yeah, it wasn't really like him he's it's not always it's, makes the, he's always the right move oh he was look he was in the exact right spot to pick off that ball in the first place and then it's just it happens it, it really does when you when you try to play at the back you try to make a play Sometimes that happens. I would say nine times out of ten, Ilya does the right thing in that instance. But yeah, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask him. See, curious. Okay. He'll, he'll probably be like, "Never talk to me again." I'll be over your shoulder to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you'll be far away. So there you go. Don't be, don't fret. Look, it, it, we've had it really good here, and those two home wins and being in first place. Now some of these clubs, namely Austin, and nudging a little closer, as have the opponents for Friday. The Galaxy are now in fourth place, so we'll spin it towards that. Uh, First thought is things will return to looking a little more traditional with mm -hmm. the 11, a back four, I am sure. And then the guys who didn't play, Jose Cifuentes, Chiqui Palacios, Carlos Vela, all probably come into this game. And it's good, too, because Carlos Vela, who didn't play here, you worry about, oh, we've had these matchups and we never get Vela Chicharito. We're going to get that again. And that's good. I hope we get the Carlos Vela that played against FC Dallas. He was incredible. Didn't, didn't have to necessarily affect the scoreline, didn't have to see any crazy curlers, but just his availability and his way of stitching the team together. Obviously, anytime we can see an assist from Carlos to Chicho is a great sign, because uh, I know a lot of people were worried about, could those two play together? Seems like they've started to figure out some things. And uh, I think the Galaxy played very well uh, at home against Montreal. And uh, <laughs> it's just, it seems like this is the way it always goes, right? But that was, but this, that, that's a bright spot for me because my fear was LAFC comes flying high, mm -hmm. the Galaxy come in hard on their own luck, not getting results, and know the only way they can Siege pick up mentality the pieces, is which by they've winning done the it before, is spoil the party for yep. LAFC. Well, now LAFC doesn't come in flying high, and the Galaxy don't come in in a, in a rot because that was a, maybe their best result, a clean four-zip victory, Chicharito scoring, um, good spirit amongst them when you see. I mean, Chicharito probably takes these penalties. Jovalich took it, and he yeah, that was went away. And those had those two had a nice moment. Chicharito's not been good at penalties, so that was probably a good idea. It was. Jovalich is a he's a good player. To me, he's a guy that could cause a lot of problems, and he has in the past mm -hmm. for LAFC. So whatever role he is, he has uh, become a, a much bigger part of what they do, and anything that the uh, LAFC do, I'd be surprised if Jovalich is not starting from the beginning. Anything LAFC do has to include a game plan on how to defend him. It's interesting, though. So I, I agree with you. I think Joe Jovic has to play. But if you play him and Chicharito, that's now two forwards. And look, they'll they'll run around. They they do press a little bit. Um, they're not lazy in any regard. But it's two guys that are kind of 
Once you bypass them, they're out of the mix. It's not, I don't think it's normally Greg Vanny's style to have two forwards. So interesting where that, um, where they suffer in other areas. Because especially if you play. suffering. Well, if you play Efra, right, as one of the wings, as one of your creative guys, and maybe you have Victor Vasquez, that's now four guys that if you bypass them, they're not, not necessarily going to back press. Uh, so it's an interesting tactical battle. I'm, I'm curious to see how Greg Vanny does sort that out. Like you said, I think LAFC will be as we expect them. 4-3-3, Vela back in, the, the defense. I think Ibiaga and Murray play again because they've been so good as of late. Uh, I think that, that, that trio of Kellen Acosta, Sifu, Ilya is back in. Either Franco or Ryan on the Franco right or back. Ryan, yeah, you got to choose. Cheeky. Cheeky, left back. I mean, Cheeky's like top of the list uh, as of right now on that, on that team sheet. Uh, Brian, you got to hope, can uh, get back to fitness after having a little bit of an injury that kept him out of Vancouver. Um, so a, a few choices for Steve, but I feel, still feel like it's pretty he's, – he's got his lineup probably and, in his and, and maybe some minutes for Giorgio Chiellini. We're trying to find out. what. Maybe my, even some minutes for Gareth Bale if he gets here in time. I don't know. That seems that, – well – well, a, an attacker, you would say, is you feel a lot more comfortable throwing him on for 15 minutes than sure. a defender. But Giorgio has been here for quite a few training sessions now, so he'll have... What happens to be the situation, I don't think you just play him unless you feel like it's it's a move that's going to help bolster the chances. And who knows what it looks if LAC are winning by a couple goals or if they're trailing. Game state will matter. Game. There you go. Well said. Uh, but I, th I, would, I think we see some minutes there. Uh, Gareth Bale... Uh, more details, I'm sure, to follow. But as you can see, by the way, I was talking to Imad Schutz. Mm -hmm. Every Gareth Bale social media post. The Bale bounce. That's what we're calling it. Wow. I mean, it's astronomical. Mm -hmm. It's not like, hey, a few extra hundred likes. It's like a few extra tens of thousands of views. Just wait till he's on this podcast. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to see his entourage. Yeah. We'll have to give our list of questions beforehand. Yes, probably that case. So uh, Julian Araujo had a good game. I mean, that's another guy that would worry me a he's little bit. He's always a killer against That was his, one of his better games because he's yeah. been struggling lately. So the Galaxy come in good form. And I, as I repeat to you, I think that's a good thing because they've been that injured animal. And, man, they lick their wounds when they get in that LAFC game. Yep. But it's going to be different. I would also... LAFC yeah. is a different animal at home against the Galaxy. Yes. We, we at least have that to lean on. I know a lot of people worry about whenever we play the Galaxy, but it has been different at home as of late. The prospects of them losing this game uh, obviously leave everyone with a really bad uh, thought because to get lose three meetings mm -hmm. home and away uh, really swings this rivalry into the favor significantly. So that's going to add the pressure, and players know about it. Mm -hmm. They know they can relieve it with a win, but I don't want to sound too cliche, but you almost have to approach it like you approach the Dallas game and say, Gets, let's not get over-emotional. Because I think we saw it in that first meeting. We saw the emotions really... Yeah. Uh, on the sleeves, running a over. A lot of the newer guys were saying all the right things. They knew, Stuff they that knew we wanted to hear. They knew how important it was. They were taking it very serious, but you felt like maybe they were just taking it that one level above where you start to get tight, start to worry about making mistakes. So I, I agree with you. Look, we don't want them to lose for the third time. Essentially, that will be, that'll be a mentality test if it does happen. I don't want to jinx anything, but if it does happen, because ultimately they'll still be top you know they'll still be near the top i mean this is this should be kind of just another game it's not though it's it's one of those weird oxymorons where you have to treat it like another game lafc will be just fine in the table even if they do drop points but i think mentally you got to get over the hump that's gonna be, it's tough look we all think about it you, you, your worst <laughs> your, your your worst dreams might come into into fruition here so you don't want to think about it too much but this LAFC team's been very good at home, and I guess that's the big picture here. You're in first place. What do you think their podcast is saying? Oh, wait, they don't uh, do one. <laughs> they don't? No. 
some independent they don't, podcasts. They, don't, they, don't, they have some independent podcasts, but I'm saying they don't have this kind of access to their training facility and players. You're very lucky. Yeah. All of you, very lucky. For all those, for all those people that are maybe on the fence. And, you know, there's a couple. There's probably a couple of people that will listen to this podcast from time to time. And go. I'm picking a team based on the podcast. Just saying. So, MLS Cup is obviously the target, but right now a realistic target for LAFC to get because they're in the catbird seat as we talk, is finish in first place, get that supporter shield, get your ticket to the CCL, and. You're really good at home, so the home games obviously are illuminated. Because if you win your home games and you get a couple good road results, you'll never you'll see probably, turf again. You will not see turf. You won't see Dignity Health Sports Park. Mm -hmm. Everyone will have to come to you because you can see how important. And even better to finish first because you get that buy as well. So mm -hmm. that is that is the realistic goal that you're approaching right now, and it starts or it continues here on Friday. Couldn't say it better. Okay, good. He probably could. You're very articulate and eloquent. We'll leave it at that, and we'll get you ready for the Eddie Segura interview. We'll talk about his injury, his comeback, what was it like playing, and what's it going to be like going shoulder to shoulder with Giorgio Chiellini at some point. It's Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Let's put some Micklers down in Denmark. Very Take good. three. Hola, hola. Ready? Okay. Yes. We're back here on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast, and a thrill to be joined with Eddie Segura. We're going to do it in poquito de inglés and poquito de español. Okay. Let's try. But you've been working on your English. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I had to, to learn. And yeah, it's better for me if, if I learn it. Um, yeah. We were so happy to see you, man. Para verte jugar, it was so good to see because we know you've been through so much with the with the uh, the knee injury uh before we talk about you coming back what was it how was it like to to get ready to come back to to know that you still had to put in all this trabajo para llegar a la cancha a la cancha muy emocionado porque después de tanto tiempo de tanto trabajo duro de de mucho esfuerzo y Y poder volver a, a la cancha con este equipo, con esta familia, la verdad que fue algo muy especial. Eh, el primer juego en casa, cuando entré unos minutos, el cariño de la gente, de la hinchada, fue algo muy bonito para mí. Soy muy agradecido porque, porque me hicieron sentir el cariño y pues eso te hace, te, te hace entender de que el trabajo que has hecho y lo que, lo que siempre haces, pues... Eh, has, has dejado un poquito de, de huella o, los, o lo estabas haciendo bien, ¿no? Entonces, con muchas ganas de, de seguir recibiendo ese cariño, de seguir creciendo y pues de aportarle al equipo lo que pueda ayudar. Aquí estamos preparados para eso. Okay, I, I, you can help me with some of the translation, but coming back, all the hard work and you think about that as you get into getting be able to play, uh, but the support was great in particular in the Dallas game where he came in for the first, those final three minutes to feel the love and I think we all felt it there from his teammates and the fans. That was important and to continue to feel that love is motivation to get through. I think I paraphrase a bit, but that was it. But it's it coming in against Dallas. Yeah. That Dallas game was mm -hmm. when you first came out there, that was, yeah, was special. Good. Yeah, really good, really good. I love that. <laughs> good man. Well I when that happens and I know you, you tapped your chest to kind of acknowledge the fans to say like thank you. Yeah. How do you focus? 
because you're probably emotional, a little emotional at that moment, or is it just all game? You're focused. Sí, pues todo el todo el partido siempre estoy muy concentrado. Bueno, lo que en ese partido fueron unos minutos, pero se sentía el cariño, ¿no? Siempre estás muy concentrado, pero algunas veces alcanzas a escuchar, alcanzas a escuchar todo y ese cariño y todo fue la verdad que muy especial y, y de todas formas no no me saca del partido. Sé que que fue algo muy bonito, muy, muy bueno, pero sé que tengo que estar ahí 100% concentrado en la cancha al mismo tiempo. Uh, kind of talking about how you want to be concentrated for that moment, you want to be focused, and you were, but you take a moment every now and then to hear uh, the fans and feel that love because uh, he obviously putting the time in. I'm going back to his first answer as well. Um, it's just a reminder about why this place is very special, but had to remain f focused and concentrated throughout, but you still, still get that. Um, with the game uh, against in Vancouver, uh, so you go from like three minutes mm -hmm. into playing 45, 45 yeah. minutos. Uh, what was the coaching, what did Steve Trundolo say to you about you're going to, when you come back, how, how much work are you going to get? Where we go from three minutes to now a full half. Bueno, pues también fue un poco de sorpresa, ¿no? Nadie esperaba que el golpe de Muri yeah. en, en el juego. Y yo creo que, pues, lo que, lo que hablamos ahora, ¿no? El estar preparado, el trabajo duro que, que había hecho durante tantos meses para, para poder volver. Eh, yo creo que no era esperado porque, pues, era una cancha sin, artificial. Eh, pero de todas formas ya, ya estábamos preparados, ¿no? Estábamos ahí, estábamos y, listos. Y por el cancha, we talk, he, he mentioned... Um, a little worried because of the artificial surface. He was surprised when he got the call, but when he saw the Murillo interview, uh, the injury, that uh, we already had that conversation. Pero, uh, was there any conversation sobre la cancha or? Sí, pero, un poco, pero ya estábamos ahí, ¿no? Ya desde que viajé con el equipo, estaba preparado, bueno. Lo pensé mucho, obviamente, afuera, ¿no? Pa, justo me, me va a tocar en, en una cancha artificial, <laughs> pero, pero bueno, no, ya, yo pensaba también, no, hemos trabajado muy duro, yeah, you're a little concerned about the artificial surface, but you just want to go, and you felt like you put the work in when you'll be ready for those kind of situations, and he was really happy to do. We worried. We, we saw worried. you we coming were like, in, and we knew the turf, and we worried, but then when you got through the game, it was like, oh, good. He's good. He looks good. Because when you play the style that you play and the way you are out there, um, you have to almost look for you if you want to find you because you're not – you're not rushed out there. Like you read the game well. So it's like you came in, we were worried, and then it was over and it was like, oh, Eddie was fine. We didn't have to worry about him. Uh, my question to you though is, what did you miss the most? I know you're, you're a guy that uh, you barely come out of games. And then we, we uh, sadly didn't see you for nine months, 10 months. What, what did you miss the most uh, about playing? Yo creo que ya lo que más extrañaba era estar con el equipo, poder viajar, poder sentir que ayudo también desde adentro, de que hago mi aporte desde, la, desde, desde los 18. Obviamente, cuando estaba afuera, también trataba de aportar como fuera, pero ahora ya que, que estoy más adentro, pues eh, siento que, que puedo poner un poco más para que el equipo se, siga creciendo. Sea que juegue, sea que no, siento que, que ya ahora puedo apoyar un poco más y, y todo. So, uh 
being able to support the team, uh, you missed being with them, you missed traveling. Pero extrañaban en, el, en, el, en los en aviones el y todo. En los viajes being, en la cancha, jugar aquí, jugar en casa. Uh -huh. But you also mentioned about how uh, you do your best to support the team, but it's a different feeling to do it from inside, to be on the mm -hmm. field and do that because it's a long time where you can do everything you want, talk to your teammates, but to be able to do it on the field is a very special feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, perfect. I love that Eddie's correcting <laughs> your translations. <laughs> That's how good his English has got it. I know, this is what I want to say, because you don't want to take uh, his words out of context. Uh, but, no, I think any time an athlete... That was a good answer. Yeah, any time any of the players, I mean, you guys come from Colombia, and you speak Spanish, and just trying to speak English, I, I, Honestly, it, I, it reminds me that I need to learn more Spanish. Like you guys are so brave. Like to to do that, it means it means the world that you're even here and willing to listen in English and then speak in Spanish a little back and forth. We we think it's incredible. We do. Yeah. Thank you, Nayit. Para mí antes lo pienso como que tengo que aprovechar, ¿no? Estoy en un en un país donde la lengua principal es otra y yo creo que para mi vida, para para mi futuro, pues si lo aprendo va a ser una, una gran ventaja, entonces hay que aprovechar el que estamos aquí, el que lo puedo aprender. Obviamente, eh, como que cuesta un poco por toda la comunidad latina, no cuesta porque nos hacen la vida más fácil, pero cuesta en el sentido de, de aprender el idioma, el, de aprender el inglés, ¿no? En eso. Pero de resto, la comunidad latina siempre te hace sentir en casa, eh, con, somos de diferentes países, diferentes culturas, pero siempre hay algo por ahí que, que va igual o, o que te hace recordar casa, entonces es muy lindo eso también. Uh, take advantage of the opportunity to learn the language because it's the, the main language here. Although we could argue you could speak in both languages and get away, but that's kind of what he also addressed with the Latin community here. Doesn't matter if you're Colombian or, or wherever you're from, uh, they're very welcoming, but that's one of when you're with that group, you habla español, correcto? Yeah. When you're, that makes it easier for you, but uh -huh. you said it's important to kind of get out of that comfort zone and learn it because it's going to help you if you're make if you're working mm -hmm. if you're playing in the United States. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that makes sense. <laughs> uh, la, la de Chiellini. What did you know about Giorgio Chiellini antes before and uh, now that you know him what were the Nah, de todo, no? Con la la trayectoria que que tiene, la experiencia, eh, los títulos que ha ganado todos los años que ha jugado, eh, yo creo que es una, un gran fichaje para nosotros, para todo el equipo en general, porque yo creo que tener este tipo de jugadores ayuda a crecer más, más como viéndolo como entrena, como, como quiere seguir ganando, yo creo que esa mentalidad nos va a ayudar mucho a nosotros para que, para que sigamos luchando por nuestro objetivo, y para que sigamos aprendiendo de, de una persona que, que ha ganado tanto, de que, de que ha sido un líder adentro y afuera, yo creo que nos, nos va a ayudar muchísimo. Y, y yo como compañero de posición, la verdad que, que estoy muy feliz porque tener la oportunidad de, de compartir con, con Giorgio, una persona que, que lo ha admirado mucho, es un referente mundial en su posición. Entonces, la verdad que, que estoy muy feliz y espero poder aprender mucho. When you, 
when you first arrived, obviously you knew about his trajectory, about what he's been able to do in his successes. Uh, being able to learn from him in training is very important. Uh, but he is a reference, a world reference at his position. So because I play the same position as well, there's a great opportunity here. But obviously his reputation precedes him to be here. And that's a very special uh, situation to have. Um, anything that you've in the first couple trainings that has you may have learned from? Sí, cena, pues se nota la presencia cuando llega, cómo está siempre indicando. Ya no, como como que siempre está donde tiene que estar. Ajá. Positioning eh, how to get ajá. in there, yeah. Y siempre nos está hablando, indicando. Siempre está hablando. Ya, sí. <laughs> Always cuando, talking. Ya, y cuando tiene el balón, la verdad que que también es muy bien y con ambas piernas, entonces and that's you too, because he says he's really good with the ball on his feet, but that's the kind of defender sí. you are, where you can use both feet. And mm -hmm. So sí. it's, a, it's a really good reference for you, To help all the team, but we're looking forward to that as well, uh, certainly from his perspective. But I see it there, because mm -hmm. um, I see very a lot of similarities in the way these two defenders play. And the idea you can have two like that, uh, they can use their feet if it if whether whoever starts in the back if it's Eddie yeah. and two sometimes Giorgio, three or three that that opportunity will come up you play the galaxy on Friday I know for you it's a special match you love getting up for these rivalries for the derbies uh, how happy are you that you're fit and you can take part after not being able to be a part of the first two esos partidos siempre son especiales no son yo creo que un partido aparte a los demás obviamente y siempre quiere uno ganarlos y siempre quiere uno estar ahí y, y yo creo que son los, los mejores partidos porque se juega al 100% no, no se puede regalar nada tienes que estar concentrado todo el partido y, y cuando ganas pues la verdad que, que lo disfrutas mucho entonces yo creo que va a ser un partido muy, muy bueno, muy bonito y estar ahí si tengo la posibilidad habrá que, que estar preparado y uh, this is the games that everyone wants to play, and if he has an opportunity, he would certainly like to play it. Uh, it's the kind of game that you have to be completely locked in, 100%. You cannot take any moments off, and to win those games are obviously uh, very sweet. But we know how important it is for the players, and it's always a great occasion to be able to participate in those games as well. Uh, well, yeah, we hope we get to see you in there. What is it, what's it been like with uh, um, growing together because uh, Jesus, Jesus arrived maybe a year later, but Chiki and Sifu, the South American players that you guys are very close with, um, what's it been like to grow, crecer together, juntos, en este club? How's it helped you? ¿Cómo te ayuda? Ayudado. Bueno, la verdad que nos hace la vida más fácil, ¿no? El tener todo este tipo de, de compañeros nos ayuda, obviamente, a apoyarnos, a encajar más fácil, a... a a sentirnos cómodos dentro del equipo porque si bien llegas y encuentras un poquito de similitud en tus culturas yo creo que se hace mucho más fácil no en tu lengua en todos sus gustos y, y bueno yo creo que, que hemos encajado bien eh, en parte lo que va la temporada esa esa unión esa familia que, que hemos hecho yo creo que que se ve reflejada en, en los puntos y en todo el, el trabajo que hemos hecho durante toda la temporada. Entonces, eh, yo pienso que es lo más importante, la unión, la familia y en el equipo que, que estemos siempre 
ahí apoyándonos, yo creo que, que nos va a seguir ayudando mucho hasta, hasta el fin de la temporada. Y mencionó familia, pero se siente como familia con estos guys. Estos make you feel. Sí, con, con los latinos y todo el equipo. Porque la verdad que. Feels the same, everyone, yeah. Hay muy buen ambiente, muy buena como compañerismo. Todos queremos ir para el mismo lado, entonces. Se, se trabaja y, y se oh, siente. Everybody wants to go to the same place yeah. when you're all out, whether it's the Latinos, whether it's the whole team, you're, yeah, you yeah. feel that family. Uh, you just but mentioned about the other guys, but having guys in a shared experience obviously is going to help you in transition. Uh, learning the, a, a, a similar language also is very helpful to, in, in that big process of things. But uh, just to what he touched on about family and how important that is, just not with the Colombian Ecuadorian players, but the entire squad is very, very important. Uh, Eddie, I just. I, I'm just I'm so happy to see you. I'm We're so just happy so to see happy you on the field. That you're out there, man, and it's uh, to see you grow. And I know you're a very special player to uh, the LAFC family because they've seen you when you when you were just a baby, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's a dad now. Yeah. He's getting some gray hairs. No, mentira, mentira. But uh, it's great to see you part of that and to have gone through such a big experience and to come back at the other end. You're better for it. That me para tener esa experiencia. Se ayuda en tu en tu carrera porque you've experienced it. Sí, hay hay veces obviamente situaciones que uno no quiere no quiere nunca vivir, pero esas situaciones te ayudan a crecer, a ser más fuerte y te va a ir formando, ¿no? Entonces agradecido porque hicimos muy buen trabajo con la recuperación, agradecido con toda la parte médica, con todos los fisios, los doctores. Y, y los entre los preparadores porque también pues han, hicieron parte de mi recuperación entonces eh, muy agradecido y todo eso pues obviamente me, me va a seguir haciendo mejor persona y mejor jugador nine months that's that's a lot but he was talking about all the help he got here from the uh, the staff here it's a situation nobody wants to go through but it certainly helps you become uh, a better player and it gives you perspective but uh, he's in very good hands here with everything that's happened with LAFC Upward and onwards. We'll, we'll see you there. Hopefully we'll see you on Friday, but we'll see you here yeah. at the summertime. LFC, anything you want to say to the, the fans? Bueno, gracias por todo el cariño, por todo el apoyo, por estar siempre ahí presentes. Y bueno, vamos a seguir trabajando fuerte para que al final del año podamos celebrar todos juntos. All celebrate together at the end. That's what we want. Perfect. How's your, your, your Spanish getting better? You're nodding, you're catching. So Eddie, I can under, understand you because you speak slower, and I, that's what I need. Dude, the Colombians speak the best Spanish. That's what I say. I think so. I think so, too, because you can understand. Like, us Cubans, not so good. Uh, I can speak for our Mexican friends. We speak very fast, and we throw a lot of uh, Carlos, okay. slang in there. Don't tell him. Cheeky Sifu, I can't understand. <laughs> and Moody. You can understand Moody? Moody? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just so low. He needs this. Yeah, beautiful. He's so big. He speaks so low. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful Spanish. Just one man's opinion, but a two man's opinion. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Eddie. It was great to chat with okay. you, and uh, we'll see you very soon on the field as we continue to grow into that. We'll see you Friday night if you're at the game. If not, uh, we'll be covering it here with 110 Football, and we'll be back here Tuesdays to take it all in with the arrival of Garrett Bale at some point. Anything from you? Uh, speaking of 110 Football, you look good in that 110 Football hat. Hold on. Yeah. I forgot if I was good. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We'll see you next week. Oh! Oh, yes! They knocked on the door!